Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. I think we need to have a conversation about being an entrepreneur and a content creator. If you watch my channel for any length of time, you know I recoil at the idea of being an entrepreneur. I think it is some of my experts, like the former Greg Dickerson, who was on the channel, uh, my buddy Stratton out at the Hub. I, there are some clear-cut entrepreneurs, and then there are content creators, which I will clearly throw myself into. I enjoy it. I enjoy helping people. I enjoy the feedback. But are they the same thing? If you're a content creator, are you an entrepreneur? If you're an entrepreneur, should you be a content creator? I get all confused, so I thought I'd go to my friend, Sean Cannell from Think Media, and ask him to clarify. How you doing, buddy? Michael, it's great to be back with you. And I love this conversation because I have ran this over in my mind over the last 15 years on YouTube. The first YouTube channel I started was for my small church an hour north of Seattle in 2007. And so now in 2023, that's what, 16 years later or wow. something like that. And uh, I've been able to see the evolution. Um, and I could drop a lot of terminology here that I think people are going to love um, of, of one, the creator economy. So, mm -hmm. so the creator economy is Signal Fire did a market map report that at the time they said there was 50 million content creators and that it was the fastest growing type of small business. So we can already get a little bit confused. We're like, okay, so so being a content creator is the fastest growing type of small business. Well, well that would actually make you an entrepreneur. Excellent. Whereas most of us though, as business owners, and we, we would think of actually having a product or a service first, and then using content creation, something like YouTube as a marketing channel, as opposed to the very product itself. So there's the creator economy. What I also have seen is we've used the term at Think Media, we've called people videopreneurs, Ooh, the type okay. of people we help, and contentpreneurs was a term that I got from the tilt. So, so to kind of bring a delineation, I think one way to think about it is that a content creator, if they're eventually doing this part-time, full-time, is con the content itself is the product, and they are going to monetize that through ads and brands want to pay them essentially monetizing it through ads. Like they want to advertise in their videos. Uh, maybe it's not done like old school commercial style, but it's very much woven through and, and the product. That's the best. That's a 2023 marketing is doing creative ads that people want to watch like videos that are actually creatively designed to not just be like a commercial break, but the whole content itself is actually valuable and maybe showcases the product and weaves it in in a cool way that adds value. And so there's that content creator piece. But then what I'm noticing is these are actually the two avatars, the two customer types we serve at our company. And it confuses us. We're mm -hmm. like, we know we have this content creator audience, but we also have basically this business owner audience. And then what we've seen is actually that both groups of people should be learning from each other. Yes. Because when a content creator starts, what they end up needing is business skills. And they actually needed to learn how to become a business owner and business owners need to learn how to become content creators and get their message out with content. And so 
it kind of really gets intermixed and uh, there's sort of this new breed. And the final thing that's fascinating is that uh, Susan, the CEO of YouTube in last year's like annual update that they'll write in January said that content creators are building the next generation of media companies. Yeah. And they're actually building businesses. So now you've got Mr. Beast doing a chocolate bar, Mr. Beast bar doing Beast Burger, a restaurant. You have Logan Paul and KSI launching Prime. I believe it got acquired or it's going to get acquired, which is a competitor to Gatorade. Mm. And and so uh, it, this is prolific, how many different content creators are now saying, okay, I started making videos. I started getting paid for ads and maybe a couple other monetization streams. I started being pretty successful and now I'm going to invest these dollars. Shelby church has got not just an Airbnb, but like a branded Airbnb in Palm Springs that has a merch line when you get there and you can take mm -hmm. merch with you that has kind of a whole experience. And she is, is doing uh partnering with Airbnb. So, so the world's kind of merge. And so you're actually, yeah. I believe most effective in 2023, depending on your ambition level, um, when you're both, when you kind of, it doesn't matter where you start, you learn sort of the other skill set, and you ultimately become, as the tilt said, a contentpreneur. Yeah, I think that is that is an amazing ending, right? Because I think I do think they are certainly connected. And I want to go back to how you started this. Uh, if you're a content creator, you are a small business, and I, I I would tell you not to fight it, but to embrace it. And oh, by the way, talk to your CPA and your accountant, because once you are a small business, uh, the tax code becomes your friend, right? You can start to write off things above the line instead of below the line. Okay, what does that mean? Well, above the line means before taxes. Below the line means after taxes. Best example we can think of is your cell phone bill. Let's assume you use your cell phone like I do for my daily financial news. Well, if I just had my number W-2 job, my $200 or whatever I pay a month is below the line. Now it becomes the vehicle which my content creation and business is built on. I can now write that off. So that's above the line. So again, when you are a small business, right? The, the United States tax code, and I would imagine the tax code in most countries around the world, incentivizes business ownership in small businesses. Small businesses are the backbone of most economies. And I think content creation is the wave of the future. I think it is the fastest growing. I watched your uh, YouTube video talking about that. And I think people need to embrace it. Don't run from it. Being a content creator part-time allows you to take so many of these incentives in the tax code to your benefit today while you learn your craft. And then you could go on to do bigger and bigger things. Uh, and then if we flip it over in your entrepreneur, which some people just are, I have some buddies that could never be a, a W2 employee, right? They're unemployable, right? They think they're smarter than everybody, but you know, they're doing amazing things in their, their business. But I would tell them, you got to get out of your head. You have to, you have to deliver content and attract people and content is the way to do that. Um, don't just work in your business, right? You, you've got to work around your business. So I think these things are connected. I think too many people kind of separate them and how you ended, right? Contrapreneur, I think is beautiful because I think that's the answer. I think they are connected uh, depending on which one you start with. What do you think? 
Yeah, 100%. And, and you inspire me with ta taxes. It's funny, that actually gets me excited. And I know for many, it doesn't. But uh, my life was changed, like maybe many when they read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I think I read it back in 2007, learned about the cash flow quadrant and learned that you had yeah. to get out of that employee sector into the small business sector, eventually over into business owner and then into uh, investor. And, um, you know, I, we did a three-part series on our podcast, the Think Media podcast, with a friend of mine who's a CPA, um, and it was all about just all the different benefits. And then eventually, you know, fast forward to today, the reason why I'm watching your channel and and uh, wanting to get into real estate is because real estate is the ultimate tax deduction. Um, and but for those starting, that even if you have a hobby, and I asked him, I said, you know, of course, this is not financial advice, but I said, how many years? can you actually take a loss and have it be, he said, well, there's actually no limitation to the, even the amount of years. Um, because so long as you're legitimate, if you're showing income, you're keeping good books, you're tracking it, they're legitimate business expenses. As we know, Amazon ran negative for what a decade or almost, uh, almost. Yeah. I think it was more, but yeah. 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 And so just, just sort of the idea of if, yeah, if you're W2 or you're bolting on another business, you know, you can write off, of course, home office square footage, yeah. portions of your internet, your phone or your entire phone. My phone isn't a phone, it's a camera, right? Just like yours. Yeah, exactly. And, and then my uh, bill is, you know, whatever. And uh, and then whether it's education and, and the flights to education and the flights to yep. visit your rental properties or research. And and you're, it really is a whole different level. Uh, even if you did not earn money or significant money on the content side, you can save untold amounts of money and really think differently about your whole empire. And so, uh, yeah, I think that it is an entrepreneur way of thinking. And what's also interesting is I'm finding that a lot of content creators are accidental entrepreneurs. I agree with that. It, that, I, I, that that's what happened to me. I mean, like I came to this open-minded and I basically went to my accountant and goes, okay, I I'm doing this thing. And Oh, by the way, now there's income. And he's like, well, what are you doing? Da, 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 da. And yeah, pretty soon that that income was gone because of losses. And I wrote off even more. So yeah, it was it was a happy accident. And that's what happened to me as well. I, I agree with you. Some people are so, so entrepreneurial, like they could never work for somebody else. Well, <laughs> that's that wasn't me. I worked Not for me all either. kinds of different people, learned, grew. But then as I grew and as sort of maybe different latent tendencies in me, that those entrepreneurial tendencies and, and that commitment to continual growth and learning, I fell into the momentum that starting a YouTube channel and learning how to monetize created. But now fast forward to today and see, uh, Think Media has like 20 W2 employees and 10 contractors. I, it says CEO on the org chart, but I have no idea what I'm doing, Michael. Like I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, you I know, we're, uh, we, we got an HR department, you know, we got profit, <laughs> profit and loss statements. We're dealing with company culture. And yeah. so for sure. And, and that those skill sets were latent in me. And I'm obsessed with just compounding the investing in myself, learning I'm desperate. I'm panicked. Only the paranoid survive. Like I exactly. just like, and, and a lot of people would say that's what entrepreneurship also is, is just voracious learning because every single day that we take a step at Think Media, I've never been here before. Like have I ever, right. have I ever ran it at this level? Have I ever ran it at this level? Have I ever ran it through this type of a recession, through a, a rolling recession? 
it's always yeah. a new challenge. And so I know everybody here on one rental at a time is committed to learning and leveling up and understanding that lifelong leaders are lifelong learners. Yes. And so, yeah, accidental entrepreneur into, you know, seven figure CEO, absolutely unsure of what I'm doing, but committed to continuous learning. I love that. I love that. And again, folks, something I would strongly recommend, right? We're, we're heading into what I'm calling a rolling recession. It'll likely be a couple of years. Lots of you come to one rental at a time because you think real estate is the answer to save on your taxes. I would tell you the quickest way to save on your taxes is to start a small business. I think for most of us, the best small business to start is something around content. All of you watching this have a passion. I don't care if it's old Ford Mustangs, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, whatever it is. Whatever you're passionate and you have history and you have a thirst for, that can become a business. And if you can work with your CPA, your accountant, there are lots of things you can move from below the line to above the line. And that's how the rich do it. Sean, where can people find you? Because you have a lot of stuff they need to be watching when they start this journey. I just want to put one more uh, period on that. And you'd know better than me, but above the line, below the line. Below the line, you've paid the IRS. Let's just do the math to to try to kick people in the pants to say how, yes. how urgent this is. So if if it's below the line, you've paid the government, what, 20%? Depends what well, bracket. If you're in California, it's probably 40. Let's say other states, 20. Yes. Yeah, depending, <laughs> depending on your income. And so even if you're, and so so you've already, so you earn a dollar and you've already given away 20, 30, 40 cents. So you have 60 exactly. cents left. Then now you're paying sales tax. Now you're paying the price of that product, that thing that you're investing in. And so there's another nine, 12%. I'm here in Washington state right now uh, and, and whatever it is. And now you're left. So your buying power has been so reduced. And I've heard you talk about what's the actual cost. You've got that amazing course um, mm -hmm. and it's, it's your disposable income, even exactly. when once you get to buying goods and services. Uh, versus your actual just income. And so, man, you are you are down to what? Thir like 30, 20, 10 cents left after you've worked for hours and hours and hours to purchase something. Yep. Well, when you flip it above the line, you have not paid the IRS yet. Yep. You still have to, of course, pay sales tax or whatever. But your savings, again, for me, not living in California, 37% tax bracket, uh, my friend Benji and I, co-author of YouTube Secrets, we always talk about like we're we, we're getting a 37% discount exactly. when we are operating inside of our business, all the way down to we had a recent um, business dinner celebrating the second edition of our book YouTube Secrets. We uh, recapped you know the numbers and the year and uh, and you know nice sushi place in Seattle, pretty expensive and mm -hmm. and and. During the pandemic, they might flip it back, but food went from a 50% write-off to an 100% write-off if it yep. was a business dinner. Yeah. So we got a 37% savings off of this business meal. You take out clients, you know, yeah. you hop on. It's a big deal. And so uh, understanding those numbers, I think it's really good to like even meditate on that and absorb that because once you start to feel it, if you're about to swipe that credit card, Dave doesn't want you to do that. If you're about to open up your envelope and get some cash out, uh, you're just realizing, man, I'm about to, uh, you know, pay a lot more than I think I am 
Mm -hmm. I may begin a second, you know, think this, how can I, how can this be a write-up? How can this be a business expense? How can this be in my business? And of course, everything ethically and working with your CPA, but people would be stunned by maybe how mm -hmm. much, I think there was a stat that something like over 80% of even business owners are leaving money on the table and not taking all the legitimate write-offs that are available to them. And so getting a financial education is key. And uh, I absolutely uh, love this topic. But yeah, if people want to connect, Sean Cannell uh, rhymes with YouTube channel. And you can always check me out at Think Media on YouTube or the Think Media podcast, which is our weekly podcast that'll help you start and grow a content business, monetize it in multiple ways. And uh, it's one of the best opportunities in 2023. Sean, thank you so much. You do amazing stuff. Follow Think Media. And again, I think the easiest thing if you want to save on taxes is understand how the tax code was written, what it encourages and what it doesn't. And the answer is starting a business. Thanks, Sean.